there is no way that I can prepare you as a teacher for every scenario that you will encounter, mm-hmm. right? As a teacher educator, yeah. you are going to need problem solving, ingenuity, and creativity every day of your life mm-hmm. at your job. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, we're always looking for topics of conversation or feedback on our podcast. So please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Dave, you've got a, you've got a quote. I, I know do. this. Uh, we all think highly of, of David Smith. And, and we actually yeah. hope to interview him at some point. Yeah, it would be great to, to get him on here. He's agreed to be on our podcast, but... Um, why don't you share what you have there? Yeah, so the book I'm holding in my hands is On Christian Teaching, Practicing Faith in the, Cl- Faith in the Classroom by David Smith. Uh, we've mentioned the book on the podcast before, and I, this has become one of my favorite books about teaching it's and bringing mm-hmm. our faith to bear on, on what we're doing in teaching. Um, I'm reading it right now, rereading it uh, with some grad students in the class I'm teaching right now. And um, the chapter we're reading is chapter six, which is about, it's titled See, Engage, and Reshape. And Smith here is trying to help us think about kind of the work of imagination for Christian teachers. I'd like to just read a little bit um, from um, the book here to kind of set context, and and then I'll share a little bit of my story um, in response to it. Um, Here's what Smith says. Seeing anew is an invitation to the work of imagination. Imagination in this instance does not mean fiction or poetry, creativity, or making things up that are not true. It refers to the stories, whether true or false, valid or far-fetched, that we tell ourselves and our students about exactly what it is we're doing and why. These stories are carried out in our words, our metaphors, our actions, our goals, our exhortations, our prohibitions. Imagination is in play when I ask myself whether my opening activity could serve as the purpose for communicating respect for students at the same time as providing some speaking practice, or when I wonder if a language curriculum should be more colored by the goals of tourism and travel, future employment, intercultural learning, love of neighbor, or something else. Imagination is also at work when we wonder if a homework task that has until now been designed for solo labor, hunched over a worksheet or a screen, could be reworked to promote meaningful interaction with other family members or community members. Imagination is at work when we ponder whether a written assignment might foster different kinds of learning if reframed as a letter or addressed to a different audience, or when we realize that the practical design of a project can be structured to teach about collaboration or justice as well as technology. And he goes on from there. But uh, the kinds of questions he's mm-hmm. raising here, um, challenging us to see anew, to, to, to reimagine, mm-hmm. to rethink what we're doing in our teaching practice. And um, in the discussion I'm having with my students about this section of the book, um, it's always interesting to me because they, they often respond to that and be like, yeah, that, that's really good and that's really challenging and it, and it, it helps me to rethink some things and reimagine mm-hmm. things. And I feel like that's part of the, the struggle for me. When I was a young teacher, especially, I, I kind of wanted this this whole idea of teaching Christian. I wanted there to be some kind of a recipe or a formula. Mm-hmm. And then I would know, like, if I do these things in this order, now I've got it. I'm not teaching mm-hmm. Christianly. Mm-hmm. 
And the longer I've taught and the more I've grappled with this, I just don't think that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Like there, There's no formula for it because there's a lot of ways to teach really well. And there's only a few ways to teach really poorly. Um, yeah. you know? right. And so how do you live that? So I guess really what, what my students come to with this one, too, is to grapple with this idea and to say, so how do we reimagine what we're doing? What Smith really is encouraging us to think about is how well do my professed beliefs, the things I say I believe about my students, and the things I'm actually doing. Mm-hmm. How, how well do they really line up? And that's a good space for us to find ourselves in as teachers, I think. Right, right. Hmm. I, I so appreciate his focus on pedagogy. Right. And how what how that communicates things to our students mm-hmm. even above and beyond what the content that we're teaching right right because it causes yeah. us to like, and that's part of this too I guess for for our students like we we think about reimagining our practice but how mm-hmm. do we help our students see anew mm-hmm. as well right and our mm-hmm. pedagogy is a lens for that I mm-hmm. think I think mm-hmm. yeah I'm just thinking about I you know I think I've said before as a um, in my former life as a school principal, I'm going to say this the right way because I, I don't, I think I overvalued asking questions about worldview mm-hmm. and I undervalued asking mm-hmm. questions about pedagogy. Mm-hmm. Like if you come in with yeah. a good worldview, I can teach you good pedagogy. And I actually feel like, not that, and don't please don't hear me saying worldview doesn't matter. Of course yeah, yeah, it right, matters. Right. Yeah. But it's like, man, give me a teacher that's really good at pedagogy, and we will, as a community, help you deepen your worldview. Mm-hmm. And I think I and I and I think I've realized over time that starting with a good teacher, good pedagogy, and building worldview. I don't want to say it's easier, um, but I think because good pedagogy requires good imagination. That that transfers yeah. into imagining yeah. deepening worldview. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like because you've already imagined something different here, mm-hmm. maybe you can imagine something different mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, versus not being able to make that connection between not being and, able to make and that never, connection and it never happening. Yeah, that that yeah. I think sometimes that I I didn't worry enough as a principal when it was apparent that people would think that one has nothing to do with the other Mm -hmm. when actually one has everything to do with Mm -hmm. the other. Mm -hmm. My immediate reaction, I'm kind of nodding along here like, yep, yep. And then I was like, do I agree with that? I'm not sure. Maybe. But but I think as I'm thinking that through, yeah, I think that these things, it's not a mutually exclusive kind of thing either or, right? Like I want, I want both of these things at the same time. Right. And I think you're, you're right on that, Matt, that strong pedagogy yeah. means that sense yeah. of imagining that opens you up to other possibilities then yeah. right i i guess i i just like i said i don't i'm not it sounds like i'm undervaluing worldview yeah. don't nope. please do not do not hear that but but everybody comes into our like with our schools with a different world like they come sure. in right yep. and um yeah and so we had certain things we put high value on um, but but if I think about it from a parent perspective, man, like, do I like? Do you want really good worldview and bad teaching? No, you want both. Of course, right. you want right. both. But I think we'd err on one side, yeah, than the than yep. the other. And and I think to well, hold them both yeah. up is really and, important. And I think you can do some damage as a as a teacher if you're saying you value creative 
responsible discipleship. Yes. And then you give students work that is neither creative, invites no responsibility, does not disciple them. I think you actually can hurt the gospel message that you're trying to profess. Exactly. This this is the bit that I, from what I read here, right? When when Smith says, imagination is at work and we wonder if a homework task that has until now been designed for solo labor hunched over a worksheet or a screen could be reworked, right? Like. I heard him tell a story in 2020 oh, yeah. at the Deeper Learning Conference right. about his daughter sure. and saying that the one thing that was most damaging their family life was her homework hmm. from her Christian high school. Yeah. And That's saying, interesting. this is an unintended consequence. Yeah. yeah. So how can we reimagine an mm-hmm. assignment mm-hmm. to value interpersonal yeah. relationships or interactions instead of solo because if we're if we're trying to develop a certain kind of student yet everything we give Mm -hmm. them brings them away from their family into their room alone for hours at a time i how does that how does that reality not line up with what we say well exactly and that's that's i think the the thing that i'm going to try to get us to here right when Mm -hmm. we think about the relationship between pedagogy and worldview then right Mm -hmm. like this is a very real way that you're actually living out your beliefs right Mm -hmm. whether what you intended or not like you're living out a belief in the kind of assignment Mm -hmm. that you're going to give to students then Mm -hmm. too but it but it also if i think back and maybe even i do this now so i don't want to say i have it all sorted now but I think part of the reason I would give assignments like that where kids would go to their room is, is, is A, it was a lack of imagination on, on mm-hmm. but it was also it was a lack of willing to give up control. Oh, yeah. Right? right. Like this right. is I, I have an idea, and I know what those kids should learn, mm-hmm. and I know how they're going to learn it, and mm-hmm. this is the way. And I totally lacked imagination Mm-hmm. And think and thinking about my about about something like homework or right. thinking about pedagogy because if if I am the center if it's teacher centered and I'm, I'm right. at the center and my homework's at the center mm-hmm. then I I probably wrong wrongfully but felt like I had an element right. of control and and then again what is that communicating about right. about yeah. worldview right. and pedagogy and I also think something about expectations of students expectations of school the way things are always done right yeah. which is why I love his invitation to imagine yeah. something yeah. something different not yeah. just the way we've always mm-hmm. done it I always right? start one of yeah. my classes with an assignment that is very open-ended and gives very little direction to my college students and yeah. they hate it yeah and then I tell them later why I do it that way, yeah. right? And it's very, it's a very open-ended creative assignment. Yeah. So in a college course, it's very unexpected for, for college sure. freshmen and sophomores yeah. to, to respond this way, especially with as few guidelines as I give them. Yeah. And they always are like, oh. And some of them love it, <laughs> sure. the creative, and some of them hate it. Yeah. And then we talk about that and talk yeah. about how have we been shaped to not like creative, mm-hmm. open-ended, and to not yeah. associate those with learning or real yeah. learning or, you right. know. Right. That's, that's why when he says, like, like the phrase how he starts the paragraph, like, seeing anew, like, that, mm-hmm. those two words really capture my imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it is, is I, I just think it takes, quite honestly, at least for, I'll speak for myself, a lot of courage for me to ask, why do I do what I oh, do, yes. right? That's the and, hard work. Right? It's like, if, like, and I think it's really easy for me to ask other teachers or school leaders that. Like, what's the rationale 
for this practice, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and sometimes maybe the answer is as simple as, well, we've been doing it for that for six or seven years, and that's the reason, and it seems to work, and no one's complained. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's not good enough. Right. And, and I say that in the context of me giving that reason as well. Well, it mm-hmm. seems to work. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know that it works? Right. Who's it best for? Is it mm-hmm. best for Matt Beamers or is it best for my students? And that's where I feel like for me, it takes courage to ask, why do I oh, do yeah. what I do? Because because I might end up at the conclusion, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I do what I do or it's easiest for me or I can't. I can't see a new, and, and this actually is why it's become so important for me. I have visited both your classrooms, mm-hmm. and I've elicited feedback, or I debrief a class with you, or I've seen other colleagues teach, because that's one way for me to see a new, mm-hmm. where I'll, yeah. like, I'll literally watch right. you, you know, like how you, your students interact with a Google Doc, or I see them giving presentations, where I literally will walk out of both your classes and say to myself, I never, ever would have thought of that. Right. Like, I never would have thought of that. And and that's where I feel like part of seeing anew is actually one way we help each other, like, to right. do that in, in right. community, because it's which, hard to do. Which requires vulnerability. Totally. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and willingness to open uh, yourself up and, to, and, and high I, levels of trust. Yeah, and I was going to say, yeah. enough humility to admit that I might not have this all figured yeah. out yet, right? Yeah. But that's where I love, too, what you said. Like, there's not one way. Uh, oh, Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, no. I believe that deeply, mm-hmm. right? Like, I have preference for the way that I tend to do things in my mm-hmm. classes, yeah. right? I, yeah. Part of that is, I think, the, yeah, the te- teaching methods you choose are partly your preference. Yeah. They should be rooted in best practice. They should be rooted in what's good for student learning. Yeah. Yes, but there are those thousands are probably, of ways to put together a course. I, we're, I'm, we're prepping, right? Right, right now right. I'm in the middle yeah. of class yeah. prep. And part of, I yeah. love it, yeah. right? And it's it's like that create, it, it is, it's creative work for me. Sure, yeah. And it's imagination it work. It is imagination yeah. work. Yeah. And I, I love to pour creativity yeah. into that part of the semester yeah. and to get my syllabus mm-hmm. right, yeah. ready to go and to think through, mm-hmm. well, how could this be different? What could I yeah. came up with a really cool opening activity, right, for yeah. one of my courses sure. that I'm really excited about. That, yeah. and, and it is. It's creative work, but it didn't have to be that way. Yeah. Well, that's why I found it fascinating when he uh, earlier in the books talks about how he uses the first nine minutes. Oh, yes. Of a class, right? To say, like, what what do I all want to communicate mm-hmm. in the first 10 minutes or the mm-hmm. first 12 minutes? And, and I think about that, and, and I'm thinking about our, the teachers who are listening, but I'm thinking about the three of us. In a, in a month, literally, we're going to be starting mm-hmm. the school year. Oh, and I know. <laughs> let that shiver run up your spine for a minute. <laughs> It'll be great. But I think maybe the chance for the, for the three of us and maybe for our, our, the teachers who are listening to say, how do you want to use the first 10 minutes of the semester? Mm. How do you want to use the first 15 minutes of the semester? Because oh, yeah. because you only get one shot, you know. And I think he even talks about, like, if you do a survey about how students are feeling about your class at the end of the first class or the first week and you do that survey at the end of the mm-hmm. school year, mm. that they, there's actually a strong yeah. correlation there, right? And yeah. that. That scares me quite a bit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But so do I want to spend the first 10 minutes going over the syllabus? Do I want to first spend the first 10 minutes going over the rules? And that the, it's not that there's not a time and place for that. Mm-hmm. Sure. But Does it need to be the first 10 does minutes? Does it need to be the first 10 <laughs> When you have students who are there with fear and trepidation mm-hmm. or nervousness or anxiety, mm-hmm. um, I, I can imagine 
teaching a high school, freshman high school or freshman university class Mm -hmm. where there is already people whose anxiety is pretty Mm -hmm. high. Yeah. How how might I use that first 10 or 12 minutes to to do something that's that's, uh, oriented to learning still, like hitting learning targets, but also communicates hospitality Mm -hmm. and um, learning and collaboration. And that's where I think about seeing a new, like, why do I want to do this? in the first 10 minutes and what might happen if I try something totally different which again I think takes a lot of courage right because it's easy to do what we've always done I'm using two new texts this fall I was looking at I was looking at them last week and I'll be honest with you there's a part of me that was like why did I why did I do this why didn't I just use the other the other text right and yet I get excited about the possibility mm-hmm. of right. what what mm-hmm. might come out out of new uh, Abby yeah. I have a quick question for you though like what about because everybody is wired differently so you're talking about oh like I'm looking at the syllabus I'm planning mm-hmm. the year I get excited mm-hmm. I imagine what about for teachers who might say that's hard for me to mm-hmm. imagine not that even they're not they might even not be afraid to ask the question why they're just it's a hard for them to say but but then what mm-hmm. and not for even lack of trying like mm-hmm. it's just really hard like i don't know what what i'm putting you on the spot yeah. here but what might you encourage either for those people or even yeah. school leaders who are listening yeah so i'm a big fan of backwards design okay. Our, and so that's i guess what i would suggest it's actually an educational yeah. theory yeah. um and um, McTeague and who's the Wiggins. other? Wiggins. Yeah. yeah, are the authors of that book. And start with what what the end goal is, yeah. and work backwards, yeah. right? Instead of what content do I want to cover? What are my end, what do I want them to be able to do yeah. at the end of the year? At the end of this unit? Hmm. So start with the or start with the semester, yeah. right? What do I? What does the final look like? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then okay, so what about the unit before that? What do they have to be able to do? And the one before that? And then. Yeah map out those big goals and then start working backwards into okay how are we going to get there yeah oh it's Um, really good which i think is a little because once you know where you're going Mm. i think that's the part that you need to have clear and then the fun part is okay how what are all the ways that we can get there and the the text is incredibly helpful if you can find it at a library or but it's called Understanding by Design. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really no, good one. backwards, backwards no, design. No, the text is yeah. Understanding by Design. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. maybe we can yeah. put a link to that in the, yeah. in the yep. show notes. Too. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Well, like, you're also really imagine folks I'm not what I'm not just saying this this is what I love about teaching with Dave and I because they're both imaginative and creative as are you no in a different way though but in a different way totally yeah Yeah. totally but I I think that's where I always walk out of your classes like before you answer this question you so I'm I'm still pretty new here unbelievable (laughs) starting year three yeah but in my first year we had a we have a, a year long faculty orientation, so it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen in the first week. Right. We literally would meet every two weeks with all the new faculty, and Dave actually led that. Um, and so, and one of my takeaways from that is, I think of I have very uh, specific pedagogical moves I use now. Because you modeled that, I modeled to hear that. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was also really, folks. It was also really intimidating because you know what it's like if you watch good teaching. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I could never do that, and yet I have to remind myself my goal isn't to be Dave. No, it's Tell to us. be me. And right. what can we? Right. 
what can we learn from that? But anyway, sorry, I digress. No, but Dave, right. what sort of because you are imaginative, so what goes into planning, yeah. or, or what would you do to encourage someone who might not see themselves that way? So that, that's the tricky thing. I appreciate the way you framed that, and thank you. That was very yeah. kind of you to say that. But that that work of imagination is something that comes relatively easy for me. Like I, man, I got fifty seven great ideas. Well, actually, yeah. fifty six of them are terrible, but the one is yeah. a great idea, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to just mm-hmm. try stuff, mm-hmm. and that sounds like a cop out answer, right? But like, it doesn't matter how cockamamie the idea might seem on the front end of it. Like, you don't know actually until you try it with students. Yeah. And and this is the thing. Maybe this is because I was a middle school teacher for a long time, and mm-hmm. so you kind of get over the the fear of I'm going to try something yeah. weird and the kids are going to hate mm-hmm. it or they're going to judge. If you commit to the bit, that, that's my advice, right? Yeah. Commit to the commit bit. To the so bit. if you've got this crazy idea, um, when I taught our science methods class, I've got this activity that I stole from somebody else. Oh, great teachers always steal. If you see yeah. a good one, steal it, yeah. right? Make it your own thing. Um, the activity is called Sink and Lincoln. And so you get a penny, right? Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. on the head of the U.S. penny. Um, and you ask the students to make a prediction. on the, Like how many, you got a little dropper, um, like a medicine dropper. How many drops of water do you think you can mm-hmm. fit on the head of the penny before it starts spilling over the edge? Mm-hmm. And they, I don't know, seven or ten or something. Okay, now you've made a prediction. Now let's try it out. And this comes back around to seeing a new, right? Like mm-hmm. when, the, yeah. when the students, you get them to name something. And then they're always shocked because those pile the drops of water just start piling up and piling mm-hmm. up, and it makes this bubble of water like like way taller than you think mm-hmm. would be possible. And it's like they'll get forty drops of water on the head of a penny, and they're like, "How did that happen?" And it's like, "Okay, now let's talk about it. right." But to have some kind of a silly activity yeah. Yeah. and to be willing to commit to like we're just we're doing this, and yeah. like you be all in on it, like eyebrows up, here absolutely, we go. Yeah. right? Yeah. And then to be able to reference back to that, right? Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Because then they've experienced As, this yes. thing. And, yeah. Experiences are key. Yeah. yeah. For, our, for our Canadian listeners, we don't have pennies in Canada anymore. But, right. if, but if you can find one, how many drops of water can you put on Queen Elizabeth's head? This sure. is a question that go. we've all <laughs> wanted to answer for you. <laughs> can, I, can I ask? Well, I know we're getting long on time, but I have, I have right. one, more question, one more question. And this is also a confession. Is, is one of the reasons, I think, especially um, in a, pre, you know, when I was a high school English teacher, that it, that it was hard for me to see a new way. I didn't want to give up control. If I have to do it a different way, that means the way I'm doing it must be wrong. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that gets at my identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of the excuses I would often use, if I'm quite honest, is I'm just getting them ready for the real world. Mm-hmm. You can have all that mm-hmm. imagination. You can sure you can teach them to you can teach them to juggle, Dave. The, when are they ever going to be in an office lear- having to learn how to juggle? No, but I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I, I can, saying. I could hear myself mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Okay, I don't have Dave. I don't have time for them to juggle. Like mm-hmm. I got, I got to get them ready for the real world. So I'm just wondering when you when you hear that yeah. line. Or when and and I and I want to be like honest and saying like I I when people say that I believe that they are committed to that like they mm-hmm. want like mm-hmm. you know like hey there's not going to be you either get your assignment done or it's not it's a zero I'm not I'm this isn't how the real world works and I believe that they are committed to that just as you are committed yep. to those things yep. how might you respond to that because I do feel I used that what would you have said to thirty year old Matt Beamers, who said to you, "That sounds great, but I'm getting I'm getting them ready for the real mm-hmm. world." What would you have said to me, Abby? Um, there is no way that I can prepare you as a teacher for every scenario that you will encounter, mm-hmm. right? As a teacher educator, yeah. you are going to need problem solving. 
ingenuity, and creativity every day of your life hmm. at your job. Yeah. Right? Um, and I tell them, I tell my students that too um, when they don't like the creative assignment that I give them. Yeah. Um, and I tell them, one time, you guys, I had a student put another student in a huge garbage can on wheels and push him down the ramp. Oh, no. In our high school where there was a concrete wall at the end. Right? Like, this is the scene that I came upon on my lunchtime duty. Right. There, is, there is not a teacher education course that can prepare you for what to do in that scenario. Please finish the story, Abby. Yes. Yes. What happened? Right? He hit the wall is what happened. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. It was oh, awful. That is terrible. It was terrible. And I feel so bad that I'm laughing. I was just going to say. He's okay now. Um, but it was not good, right? Yeah, no, and so, right. like... You're always going to need to be creative. You're always going to need yeah. to problem solve. And so you have to exercise those muscles in your brain. There, yeah. mm-hmm. I need you to be uncomfortable and to be used to being uncomfortable yeah. and to be able to think yourself out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to have some internal capacity for I don't know what to do, yeah. to move through mm-hmm. that yeah. and to just do it. Yeah. Just yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I, I would yeah. actually pick up on very similar thoughts to that, right? Uh, teachers got to be resilient and they got to be flexible mm-hmm. yeah. and being playful. helps you to build Mm -hmm. both that resilience and that flexibility, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's, I guess, what I would argue, right? These kinds of things that we're talking about, uh, maybe they're building in some of that kind of playfulness. And I guess my other response is when people talk about, you know, got to get kids ready for the real world, they live in the real world. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a third grader, third grade classroom is your real world. Mm -hmm. So how about we get them ready for... Living Being in that a third world. grader, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's yeah. a part of me that wonders that sometimes, yeah. and I understand where people are coming from when they say we got to get ready because we do have an eye towards the future. We do yeah. have an eye towards right. making sure they're prepared for mm-hmm. the rest of their life. Oh, well, that's good. But we should remember who they are right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. to see to see them anew in, in yeah, that way. Perhaps. Yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. friends. We know that your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for joining us today for another hallway conversation. Whether it's this day, this week, or this month. As you prepare for the beginning of your school year, we hope the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. And we just want to send you from here with a blessing. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Have a good week, everyone, and thanks for listening. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. Is the button flat? Is the red light flashing? It's good. Okay. You're Mine good was to, always good. You're good to go. <laughs> Oh, ooh. <laughs> All right. The work of imagination. Yeah, that was good.